The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber, along with Jim Cramer. Carl has the morning off. Let's give you a look at futures as we get ready for the market open. 30 minutes from now, a bit of a reversal, certainly from that very strong day yesterday. And that's kind of where our roadmap starts, of course, with that Fed-fueled rally and where stocks are going to go from here. As you just saw, of course, it looks like we are going to be down, at least at the open. Plus, funding secured investors, including Larry Ellison, backing Elon Musk's Twitter buyout to the tune of more than $7 billion in equity. Kind of takes his commitment down a bit. And pressures for the e-commerce marketplace this morning. We've got disappointing guidance there that is sending shares of Shopify, Wayfair, Etsy, eBay, all sharply lower. <clears throat> it's got a sad face. Let's start with the markets after yesterday's Fed fueled rally and 50 basis point interest rate hike. At Fed Chair Powell's news conference, our Steve Leisman asked him if a 75 basis point hike is on the table. Here was his response. 75 basis point uh, in an increase is not something the committee is actively considering. What we are doing is uh, we raised 50 basis points today, and, and we've said that, again, assuming that economic and financial conditions evolve in, in ways that are consistent with our expectations, there's a broad sense on the committee that additional 50 basis increases should be on, 50 basis point increases should be on the table for the next couple of meetings. That's sparked a rally, for sure. Yeah, it was not sure like that there was an algorithm. Yeah. So they just said if you didn't say 75 by the by the market. <laughs> but I was watching, remember the market was really teetering at that very moment when Steve asked that, our own Steve asked that question. And it, it was almost as if there was something here or located in NORAD. I don't know where it was located. It just said no 75 buy. And the market does work like that because there's not a lot of players. I, mean, I don't know. People, do people look around? Not a lot of players. So what happens is, is like somebody comes in with 100 billion, you know, with like I don't know, 250 million. Boom. You can move things pretty quickly. Yes. I mean, what, what has changed uh, after yesterday? Anything? What has changed? Yeah. Has anything really changed? Well, I mean, I think that we can, we all like 50, 50, 50. We don't mm-hmm. like 50, 75, 25, 50. Okay. Uh, I also think that it's interesting that banks don't go up. It, 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 now, maybe f- people feel the banks too up until you're almost done the tightening. It's actually you're supposed to be buying them right here because this is the beginning of when your checking account makes nothing and they make a lot. And you take it up to 2% and then banks clean up. So you got to anticipate that. That's the, all that changes that the bank should be better. Nothing else. Right, but so people, people feel calmed. So you're saying nothing really has changed. That's kind of what I'm well, I, mean, I mean, we just, know we know the path. We know they're going to right. continue to aggressively raise rates for a long period right. of potential time here until either there's a soft landing or we're driven into a recession. Right, but um, you know, people are checking off certain boxes of, of commodities that have peaked. I had Clorox yesterday. Freight's peaked. Uh, palm oil, really good for Colgate. That's peaked. 
um, we're seeing Amazon truckers laid off. That's Pete. Yep. So, I mean, we're just checking. We've been talking about that weakness in trucking, to be fair now, for over a month, really. Right. But what what people have to recognize is is that it, it isn't like they peak and then they go back to where they were in 2019. They were up so much that even if they peaked and are down 30%, they're still too high. Right. However, have price increases still, have they outpaced people's ability to afford them? Well, I mean, like even I, Anheuser-Busch had a pretty good quarter, yes, for example, after raising prices. And uh, Molson had a great quarter. People don't forget that. That quarter was really terrific. Well, Clark's putting through another round of prices, price increase in July. Incredibly confident that they'll stand. No trade down. It, we have not. I mean, Kellogg, no trade down. Where are the people trading on? The answer is that the consumer is still feeling very good. There was a Tyson downgrade the other day saying people are going to trade down, not going to have beef. Yeah. But that's... Now, Clorox no. obviously did benefit from the pandemic, from the focus on cleaning every surface you possibly and that's could. Still, people have changed their um, attitude. But I, I do want to listen to a part of your interview last have, night with the company's CEO. Self-referential, man. Uh, uh, you like that? Yeah. Uh, so let's take a listen. You know, we have a long history of giving that superior value to consumers, and we would expect that to continue even in a period where the consumer is under a lot of stress. We've seen that in times where we've experienced recession before. So in 2008, our categories were very resilient, and we grew the vast majority of our brands. So we feel confident in our ability to continue to attract consumers, give them that innovation and superior value they crave, and we believe they'll continue to choose us based off of our brands and brand superiority. That's the CEO of Clorox. Of course, your first quarter of organic growth coming this year after many quarters of no organic growth. Very young. I'm not focused on it. I don't know. I can't help Um, but just uh, notice that she's... Innovation in cat litter, believe it or not. The innovations they put through, okay, are innovations for people who shop Mm -hmm. and say, oh, that sounds better than what I have. Like the uh, Centiva, like we use the trash bags that smell good to counteract how trash bags, yes. you know, when you, let's say when you just had a lobster dinner for people, right? You get lobsters. Okay. Um, well, lobsters don't smell that good when they're dead. So, you know, you use the Centiva uh, trash bags. And what it does was that just have to do with the Fed's path on interest rates? No, no I'm talking about the, the a, being able to outrun price increases if By, you provide value if added. You, if, if you're doing the same thing, Amazingly, Kellogg is doing the same thing and was able to outrun. Some companies haven't been able to outrun, but some have. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like Sally Beauty did not outrun. Costco uh, offers such a great value that they did it once again. But I just find that you want to see who has a brand that's good enough. You know whose brand actually shined? This was an incredible one. I was blown away. What is probably the worst food for you? What's the worst food for you? What's well, you the worst food for you? Spam? Is, no, Hormel had a great quarter. Yeah. Hostess Twinkies. Oh, yeah. Blow away number. That was one of the original SPACs, by the way. Uh, Hostess is, is terrible phony. for you. All right, let's get back to the Fed before we move on, though. You know, you we've got 18 the, months ahead of us. The, the donuts with coffee in them? No. I have seven every morning. I had Go some ahead. of those Enemans chocolate-covered donuts yeah, recently. They were not. Let's get they back to the too. Fed, please. Let's not get so Even granular. Even will eat anything if it's sweet. That looks like, whoa. True. Okay, All let's right. go back to the Fed. 18 months, we have a serious headwind with shrinking of the balance sheet. 
Right. It's gonna, is it going to pressure asset prices? We got a lot more rate hikes ahead of us. We sit here with multiple compression, the likes of which we haven't seen in quite some time. Right. There's a lot of comparisons being made to 2000, in part because it's the first time the Fed raised aggressively, right. but also because of the market action and potentially all that capital that came in over these last few years that may have resulted in overcapacity well, in certain okay. industries. Yeah, well, okay, well look, here's, here's what happened. You started by e-commerce. I mean, those stocks... Well, we're going to talk about that. I know, but I'm yeah. just saying as a class, those stocks have been cut in half already. Right. Been cut in half. David, most stocks I follow have been cut in half. Most have been cut in half. Well, I mean, is that the experience, the chance to buy? I mean, look at what happened to the people who, like, you know what happened? I, I did a piece on this for Mad Money. Wow, I like oat milk. Oat milk. I'm going to buy Oatly. Well, you know, you're selling oats in street corner now if you bought oat, Oatly. I like, I like meat that isn't meat, beyond meat. Well, okay, fine, you're beyond money. I mean, everything that was brought, all birds, wow, I love those shoes, well, too bad. Warby Parker, I like those glasses. <laughs> I mean, David, it was done, what was done to the American people about what was what came up. I'm not even going China. I hear you. I mean, I China, the average Chinese, the way, you know, stock stop all, at zero, which is one of the got greatest things about stocks. We've a long list from regulators, by the way, of all the companies that, that are now on that. And, and uh, David, they're like the one JD.com. I thought that looked, yeah. that looked American. Right. Do you know that the Chinese, do you know there's like a law against showing people what the numbers are? Peace, the, China, the Chinese government has a law against I wanna, numbers. I want to move on to Twitter. Numbers. I want to move on to Twitter because we have some interesting Twitter's news. Twitter's a cliffhanger. We have some interesting news. Uh, of course, if you haven't seen it this morning in a filing, um, Elon Musk has detailed oh, yeah. all of the equity commitments that he has taken in for his purchase of Twitter. Of course, remember, $54.20. Wait, you mean Keywell, Honeycomb? $54.20 uh, a share, uh, some $44 billion. He had a $21.5 billion equity commitment. He also had a $12.5 billion margin loan in addition to $13 billion in straight financing. Yeah. He's now raised over $7 billion from investors, and he is going to meaningfully reduce the size of that margin loan. Makes sense. It's coming from the same place. Remember, it's Tesla stock that backs the margin loan up for the most part. I think and if or, you made money, yes, it's Tesla. This is a list of people who made money on Tesla. It's Tesla stock, and it's Tesla stock that he was selling to actually fulfill his guarantee of raising the money. Now it comes down. He needs. He's basically got uh, $27.25 billion in equity that's going in. The margin loan gets reduced to $6.25 billion. What's interesting here, Jim, I got a few things to share in terms of what happened. He, yeah, please. He, he, he handpicked these investors, um, and it ranges from, you know, a billion dollars from Larry Ellison to five million from Honeycomb, um, which, by the way, is a hedge fund that has invested with him previously right. in SpaceX back in 2013. Right. I was long ago with that and in Twitter originally when it was private. But, you know, runs the gamut. Uh, some people uh, wondered uh, this morning, they were like, where's Mark Andreessen? I thought he would be certain right. to be there. He is, I believe, AH Capital Management. Oh, yeah, well, I was going to ask million. you who AH was. That yeah, was a big that's one. That's Andreessen Horowitz Capital Management. I'm who is Aaliyah Capital Management? I don't know. I, don't know. I, haven't I don't know. You've also got Bin Talal, uh, Prince Awalid. Yeah, he's in. in. With 35 but million. don't you think this is a motley group? And of you people? may have you may have Jack Dorsey rolling in. Really? Uh, well, in addition, where's they, where's Mark Benioff? They are talking to Jack Dorsey about the possibility of contributing his shares of common to parent at immediately or prior to the closing of the merger. Now, but let it, me give you a little uh, a couple of things. He did presentation. He did a live video to a lot presentation. Of were, were, he to groups. Morgan Stanley kind of set it up, but he okay. did it. Um, he handpicked who he wanted in. Is my understanding. I mean, there were more people who wanted in and he didn't I'm take not them. sure that that's the case. I did get the sense that this is 
over, that he's not going to go beyond the $7 billion in additional equity that he had originally been targeting only between two and four, but opened it up to, to be as large as seven. Now, with Musk, and especially with my reporting, sometimes you do start to wonder, well, you know, we'll see, because it can change. But that is my understanding well, what as did he now. show them? What well, did he show them? In, he showed them, a, how about you know, the, the pay tweet thing? Here's some of the things. Um, they have a 29% EBITDA margin, which is way too low in his opinion. Well, it's been, they've you know what their margin's seven, been? They've margin's got 7,000 software engineers. Every quarter of the margin. And it seems as though 7,000? That's the, that's the number I was given as a, from somebody who listened to the presentation. 7,000. Correct. And he believes that some of them, the code is subpar and that under him it they is. will be a magnet for talent and that they have too many engineers not doing enough and that it can be a double over the next three years. Um, I mean, this is a man who built a trillion-dollar company right. in Tesla without any marketing. Kind of amazing, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And so that's part of well, his pitch. Airbnb has fewer people um, than they had three years ago, and they're, they're killing Apparently, the he has told people he'll be CEO for a short amount of time after close and then pick somebody to uh, and kinda like pick how, somebody. Kind of like Howard Schultz. Yeah, maybe. Interim maybe we'll get Kevin Johnson. <laughs> All right, so, okay, so let's go over some Twitter. of these. Okay. Because this is a parlor game that everybody wants us to sure. play. Brookfield. Yeah. Right here. Yeah, they've been a very smart aggressive. Smart guys. It's their fund. It's not right. It's no, not but I'm saying bad. they're very smart. You want to invest with Brookfield. Finance. Just taking a flyer? Uh, I don't know. I mean, so, to me, the names that stand out Fidelity? are Sequoia. Sequoia at 800 million. That's an important investor. Listen, he wanted you want outside investors. You want, now, he may have wanted them in part to take down his overall have, commitment, but Dell? he also Where's Michael Dell? Where's Dell Ventures? I don't see it. I don't either. See, I see Ellison. Yes. Why did you expect that Dell would be there? Did you hear that was a possibility? I didn't. The, no, I'm looking for really mm-hmm. smart people who have a lot of Mark money. Mark Andreessen. He's Sequoia, smart. Larry Ellison. Well, I was just that Dell. doesn't get your attention? I, just, I was thinking Michael Dell, smart guy. He's good. Wait. Wait, I'm naming every people. smart guy? Well, never mind. Never mind? Okay. Never no, mind. I'm just saying that like, it's a, it's what a, do you cr- think? It's a you- crew of people. That I would have expected to put a lot more money in. And if it's hand-picked, then I get that. Well, and if it was maybe he, uh, it may very well be, originally I'm told he was only looking for two to four, and then he went up to seven, and that may be where he's comfortable. Right. And doesn't want to expand beyond that. And he right. decided who he wants to be in there. In you, know who, you know who wasn't it? And Safeway. Walgreens. There. Are you referring to Elizabeth Holmes? <laughs> is that what you're doing here? You are. I got it. Dr. J's not in. No, I just. This is, George Schultz is not in. Um, no, I, look, I, I'm just saying, Jim, David, want, this is not the list that I would put together for a big deal. It's not the list. Or I would say, listen, Fidelity, take it down. Why don't you take it down, Fidelity? Take I mean, what down? Take the whole deal down. Oh, please. Everybody wants some exposure. All right. And he's well, making look. the decision. More interesting, that was just another Jim, interesting you're, you're passing thing. over the more it's interesting quirky. part of this, which is what is he going to do with Twitter? And how I is he going you, to change you're, you're, it? And how many of those 7,000 software engineers is, uh, is he going to potentially lay off? And how many people is he going to be able to track? Because he does attract great talent. Will What's he, he going to do with the will platform? Will he keep Ned Siegel, the CFO? I have no idea. Okay. Oh, okay. So here's what I have to say about, about their numbers. If you look at the margins, they're awful. Uh, if you look at their modernization, it's hideous that you could go in there and you could literally say, listen, anyone who's building their business, you have to pay you. per tweet. Just what I told you, like when, when you know, when I uh, didn't give it, updated. It, by the way, he didn't give updated projections. He gave projections just so we're clear. Well, look, I, I think that, it's you know, look, of, I, his, of what he I wanted to be in. Yeah. If he's running it, I wanted to send him a check. Because he knows. Well, he's by a, the way, some he of these. He uses Twitter. Some you know, of these. He, did you ever see that the board, how many people on the board actually tweet? 
not as many, and not and not as aggressive. Most many of them don't even have like Twitter handles. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, Musk knows about what works. He knows you can build your business on Twitter. Yes. So why shouldn't you give Twitter a piece of your business? That's what he's going to do. Well, soon enough we'll know because that's what he's going to do. No, I this thing could close pretty quickly. It's going to take a little while because they do need. But why this number? Rope. Why not? Apparently, that's the number he was comfortable with. I thought he was going for a bigger number. So I'd originally I. heard he might be going for as much as 14, I, but that, I, I thought was, 15. that was wrong. Do you I didn't know share that on air because I didn't have it hard, and I'm glad I didn't because it wasn't But the right no, number. I'm just saying that this... <clears throat> do you have gray hair coming? I do. Get right I'm like that Clorox CEO. Is she like 30 years old? She's doing well. Is she? Organic growth, new kinds of charcoal. Am I to say that? Is that Brand new like charcoal. Wrong? David, lots of different wipes. All right, let's take a break. No. Yes. We, we haven't even talked about Shopify. We're going to next. In fact, it says it right there. When we return a rough start for shares of eBay, Etsy, and Shopify. We will fill but you in. Musk? Uh, she's 42 years old, the CEO of Clorox. David, it doesn't matter. Of course it doesn't matter. I think it's good. It makes Bill sense to me. Like, she, was like 40, she could be in the job for 20 years. All right, there's a look at futures. We've got a lot more ahead They, they look like they're going to repeal a lot of the move. And- Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Shares of e-commerce marketplaces are amongst Ooh. the worst performers this morning. You can see it right there. Uh, eBay, not that bad, at least compared to Etsy and Shopify, of course. Uh, a lot of uh, below expectations guidance. Not necessarily bad quarters, but uh, certainly did overshadow in some cases better than expected quarterly results. Uh, also, specific to Shopify, it did post an earnings miss and issue a cautious outlook. And separately announced that it has agreed to acquire e-commerce fulfillment startup Deliver. That's a $2.1 billion deal. That was a lot of money for that. Yeah, Shopify's president, Arlie Finkelstein, will uh, will be with you tonight. Yeah. You know what? If you go back to Etsy, which is coming that lights down the block from me in Brooklyn, uh, Josh Silverman starts out on the call by saying, one of the real certainties has been uncertainty. You could say it is the new norm. Yeah. No, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear the new norm be exactly what I heard uh, from Airbnb. 
where Chesky said, you thought we were going to make $100 million in cash flow. We did a billion. That's what I want. And here you had lots of issues, Dave. They claim that that strike, remember they had that strike of the certain people who didn't want to oh, use it. Oh, who didn't want to use it. They said right, it didn't were, hurt it. Yeah. But they admit that, look, frankly, the opening did hurt. The world's opening. And what were the best categories? Wedding, fashion, tote bags, passport cases. So, I mean, basically, well, and they also got hurt by Ukraine. I mean, we've gone through it, many of these stocks that have uh, that were pandemic well, plays, right. so this to speak, is a pandemic. that have had, have had complete turnarounds. They have to spend more money on marketing. You can see that from Etsy it, to a It's going to survive. It's just that. Oh, yeah. It's not what um, it was a great play. I am looking at some notes here, though, that say while directionally consistent, the magnitude of the slowdown seems worse. Yes, that's and the true. company effectively took down margins, yes, that's largely true. due to its own investments. I mean, well, they're going to keep investing. Uh, Silverman made clear. Yeah. Look, I, I just think that you, it's a hard. It's a, I will call it a hard. Um, All right, let's Shopify. Let's was move on to Shopify. Offer. Q1 revenue was, uh, at least I see here, missed by 4%. Uh, most key line items below expectations of the analysts who follow the company. There's, by the way, Silverman talking about those turbulent times. Um, but we've moved on to Shopify, guys, so we'll do that. Um, at Shopify, revenue, Jim, was up 22%, but again, seemed to be below what the consensus of analysts who follow but the company you know, had anticipated. Think, David, Shopify actually mirrored Amazon. Amazon didn't do that well in that class. And you start thinking, well, you know what happened to Shopify? People Amazon, created companies. Amazon was kind of the seminal moment in quarterly earnings, wasn't it? And so, I mean. Okay, so Amazon was bad. Bad. B-A-D, yeah, bad. bad. I mean, I happen to like Amazon. You still, I mean, it was like I said, I'm not going to use Amazon. Right. Um, but it was, my wife used to Shopify for uh, her mascot. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a great fulfillment. Place. Here's the problem. It is, but subscription they, solutions at, at, at well, Spotify, revenue was up 8%. Again, uh, that was a miss in terms of what no, analysts econ. were looking for. We're out, we're shopping. Econ. Okay? I can't wait to see a Home Depot and, and Lowe's because someone, you know, we had a note out saying they'll be good today. People are going out. They, they don't want to just sit there and order anymore, they David. Don't. Finally, they didn't order from Wayfair. No, we didn't. Wayfair is. Tell us quickly, because let's take a look at what that stock's going to do man, as Wayfair well. Man, Wayfair missed, I mean, geez, a dollar, they lost $1.96 versus, I was only looking for a loss of dollar fifty-two. By the way, these were all the looking high for multiple loss stocks. They were all over. beneficiaries of the pandemic right. in a huge way. They've all come down sharply prior to this quarterly right. report, uh, and they're all getting hit again. How about all the people you had to bring in to put together the Wayfair stuff? What are they doing? I don't know. Well, all I can tell you is, is that I'm so tired of reading bigger loss than the loss that was anticipated. Give me Eaton. Give me Illinois Toolworks, okay? Man. I want a tool company. Wayfair has just been hard. Well, it's, it, look, it, that's, people don't think, uh, 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 and finally, the old restoration hardware is still eBay, around. Which is not, uh, this group is certainly <laughs> the best performer. They did lower their fiscal year 22 guidance, reduced their uh, they GMV got hurt very badly by to uh, down 10 to 12 percent a year over year. They had been looking for GMV to be down 5 to 8 percent. Remember, they benefited but, again, of course. But they from, did have uh, Ukraine from, problems. What do you think yes. the biggest thing selling on eBay is right now? I don't know what. Trading cards. I mean, they cited macro headwinds, declining consumer confidence, and as you say, particularly hitting, getting hit in Europe, as you might expect. Well, look, these companies all have one common theme. And it's different from what people are thinking. It's you're not making things at home anymore and selling them because you're going out. 
You're going out. Uh, every night. Every night they go out. Not no. work, because you see there's there's COVID at work, but they can go to a 300-person event. There's COVID at work. There's COVID can't at work. go to work. Maybe you'll go on Wednesday, maybe Thursday, unless it's raining. Right. Then you're home, but you go out every night. Every night you go out. Every night. It's, it's an amazing... But you do not make needlepoint and sell it no. on Etsy anymore. No. And you don't get the fulfillment from Shopify. And if you're eBay, you've already gotten rid of everything in your house. What's there left? Well, what's left is bookings. David, you didn't even cover bookings. Yeah, does, does it occur to you when you hear the music that we can do bookings later? No, I'm later? actually deaf right now, my right ear. All right. Well, um, but you know bro- gross bookings it. were big. Maybe save it for your mad dash, which is coming up, of course, and we are counting you down to an opening bell. That's only five minutes from now. Please stay with us. We've got a lot more Squawk on the Street for you. Straight ahead. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Canva. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Travel is coming back, and we're all pleased. We all went through a hard time for two and a half years with people not being able to travel the way they wanted to. So this is something that I think everybody feels pretty good about. All right, that was Booking Holding CEO on uh, Squawk Box, and that is uh, the focus for the Mad Dash. We'll also take it right to the opening bell since we're about a minute and a half from that. Numbers there were extraordinary. I mean, people are traveling, airline travel up 152% versus 2019. That's pretty amazing. Uh, booking, you know, hotels doing well. We, but I would what happened? They, Expedia did not do well, and these guys did. What? Some, some companies are better than others. <laughs> uh, but what I like about this, David, is the trajectory. April was better than the previous few months. It's going like this. People are going, they're going to Western Europe. They're not afraid. Obviously, the problem is Eastern Europe, but they're not going there. Uh, and I'm, I'm not being, I mean, I'm saying that's been stopped, but I was blown away, David, about how this economy has shifted from buying things at home and watching video games to just saying, you know what? I mean, you only go around once in life. I'm going somewhere. And by the way, that was also a theme of Brian Chesky, uh, who for Airbnb, where people just go somewhere every weekend. Now, David, your description of like, well, it's rainy, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to work. No, it's rainy, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Biloxi, Penn National. I'm going to play a game. Penn. David, people are going places, but they're not spending at home. Right. They are going places, Wayfair. as we point out, except for the office. But Wayfair, when you were trying to have an office at home, at one point you went to use Wayfair. You bought a lot of stuff. Right, but now you have everything. Got it. Right there it is. The opening bell right here. The next stock is changing. Let's take a look at the real-time exchange. Here's the big board, Nomad Realty. 
we're celebrating being acquired by Sandstorm Gold Royalties. Over to NASDAQ, celebrating a recent IPO, Helivax. It's a biopharma focused on developing novel vaccines. Well, that's important, that's that latter, because Moderna novel vaccines. We kind of went away from novel vaccines when everybody decided to add this, wait, Operation Warp Speed. Mm-hmm. It's coming back. And, and by the way, the biotech companies, They've been crushed. They've been. Well, that's, yeah. They have been crushed. It's I, funny, I had a conversation about this yesterday with somebody I'm close to who uh, is a, uh, 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 an investor in this sector. He pointed out as well, the FDA has gotten more aggressive with clinical holds. Something to keep an eye on, Jim, um, and for curious reasons. But that can cast a pall on a lot of new, even antibiotics, apparently, where they've done that. Is it a backlash as a result of the Biogen Adohel? Well, the Biogen decision. fiasco. But what, what? something to keep an eye on is the FDA just not moving things along and or being more aggressive with these clinical holds, even when there really, it appears, may not be a reason. And you've got a couple of dying from the trial or anything. A couple I examples. Do. I didn't write them all down. I had them. I didn't take the notes. I mean, because I, I you know, think it's the engines of the world are not hurt. But, you know, you know, David, you're onto something. Take a look at Charles River Labs which is, you know, 1-800-RATS, you know, I mean, you, you test. Yes, they the, do the, the test. The stock was at 460 in September, and now it's at 250. It's, you usually give them the test. It's very hard to run a test yourself. Right. Like I'm running a test myself, okay? It, first of all, it costs a fortune. Second, uh, it's very hard to get a test done during a period where people are afraid to go get COVID. So you keep redoing the test. It, it's just a monster to try to get a drug approved right now. That's something to watch because you should eventually see more consolidation as the big dogs who don't have a good pipeline. Right. Look at Pfizer. They have a gigantic loss of, of exclusivity coming up. So they you on, know, what, on what? No, well, just a host of just actually. a lot of different. Yeah, but they you know they bought a stake in Biohaven, Compounds. which is a tremendous company, uh, which has a drug called Nurtec, which is a lifesaver for a lot of people, which is a migraine company. Yeah. And I just am shocked. They just suddenly come along and they buy it. Why? Because the loss of exclusivity is just a nightmare for some. Yeah, Bristol Myers has a big loss of exclusivity coming. Um, on biotech, something else as well uh, appears to be that, again, back to this idea, so many companies have gotten funded because of the amazing amount of liquidity available and capital available. And so you've got a lot of companies that are, it's called competitive density, sort of going after the same... Competitive density. Going after the same... I took that course, David. It was... was, uh it was Kierkegaard in competitive density. It was Kierkegaard, you know, it does, it it, it like was Kierkegaard that, on suicide in competitive sounds density. Sounds like something that Malone would say. Like, you know, it's a race condition. Uh, yeah, competitive density. Um, but what it means is you've got a lot of different companies going after the same thing. Not all of them are going to win. What do you but mean, again, they're all going to multiple It, it makes it even more difficult to invest in the biotech sector right. as you take a look at what's happened there. I mean, that's oh, this year. My. And that's, that's a broad index. Man, those guys got spacked. Yeah. It is just incredible how much money's been lost. And like people, you know, David, people keep acting as like, well, you know, the market's hanging in there. The market's hanging in there. It ain't hanging in there. It's getting a, every day a new stock gets annihilated. David, Shopify was a thousand dollar stock. Uh, yeah, it was. You need a microscope. What is it, competitive density? I get a microscope company like so we can find some of these stocks. That thing was well over a hundred billion dollar market. Well, think value. about the money that was lost. Now, a lot of it was government money being on margin. It was the largest Canadian company, which is not a great uh, company to keep because so was Nortel. 
go well, through a few of them. People like Oxy. Blackberry might have once been, right? I'll give you, I'm going to give you a great example of a company that is terrific, uh, does great stuff in terms of experiential measurement. It's called Qualtrics, okay? okay. The symbol is XM. Okay. It was at 49 when it come public, and now it's at 18. Uh, it, does the, it does stuff. People love the product. And, it, David, it loses money. If a company loses money, there is no price people will pay for it anymore. And by the way, David, well, and the, you, but you, EBITDA you were adjusted that out. for you room were, rate and electricity. You were electricity. saying that many months ago. Yes, I said in you November were. for my investment club, you which did. has a meeting today you at 12 did. o'clock, like, and it's going to be explosive, fiery, and fun. Okay. I said in the November meeting, from now on, if it doesn't make things and do stuff, add a profit, sell at a reasonable price, and return capital, forget it. It's done. And David... Got that one real right. You did get that. Yeah, in the mentions column of the, in Twitter, all the people do is thank me. Uh, yeah, never. No, they come after you because you said something about virtually everything at one point. Well, so you know what? I have not kinda, complained about competitive density. Kinda. <laughs> That's a new one. There's a lot of competitive density. Hey, David, By the way, out, you know what you, there isn't a lot of? A lot what? of green on my screen. You were out there with the milking people. What happened to be like that was... The milking people, yes. Like 3,500 milking people. Yeah. But the only stock that's up is Kroger. What does that have to do with anything? Well, it's, it's not exactly like they're not solving anything. Kroger? Well, I mean, like you know, they're not solved, trying to solve a. It's a not up now. Drug. It's down. No, I'm saying Kroger. When you interview Kroger, I didn't so. interview Kroger. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get yeah. right into Will it. We move on, please. Uh, let me give you the next group that's been getting killed that had not been getting killed. Great. Cybersecurity, David. That they had what I call the tailwind of a lifetime. And what's happened? They had high multiples. How about air environment? We're, you see in the New York Times we're, we're killing Jim. Russian generals? I did That's see air environment. The stock gets hit. Did see well, it's also story. Javelin. Javelin's 45 pounds, way too heavy. State Department says we are not offering intelligence specifically to kill Russian generals, oh, so but we are sharing a lot of intelligence that is resulting in the death It's of good Russian that we generals. have intelligence. It is. It is. Do we have competitive density? I don't know. Well, all I can um, tell you is, is that the president went to see the Javelin, but the Javelin, I think, is not nearly as good as the one that I used, which was the Switchblade. You used it? Yeah. Were, were you uh, at war at some point that we're unaware of? At war with the cars from Route 9? Twitter shares are up almost 4%. Holy cow, uh, must of the be few names that's honeycomb. Up. Other than on my screen, I see Bristol-Myers also up. But Twitter is up in part day. because uh, investors obviously feeling even more confident about the ability of Mr. Musk to complete the deal, having reduced overall. If you lump in the margin loan, which is backed by Tesla stock, and the Tesla stock he needed to sell to raise the $21.5 billion, $33 billion originally. Now he's got $7 billion less because he's got a bunch of investors stepping so if, up. if he can stop As selling. As I reported earlier, he'd given a, a presentations, detailed presentations, in terms of what he saw as the potential projections for this company once he takes over, uh, what it believe, he believes it can do. Uh, as a private company and indicated that he most likely would take over for a short period of time after close as CEO and then hand the reins off after that to a chosen successor. So all of that uh, we shared with you this morning, uh, but interesting. And it does appear, at least based on, again, what I'm hearing, that he's done raising outside equity. Jack Dorsey may roll his billion dollars worth in, so that's another billion less than Musk has to pay. Uh, but that's not clear that that's happening My yet. It's prediction is the margins are going to go up. He has a plan that's going to involve making it so that if you make money, then you have to share the money or pay. He's going to be able to analyze using artificial intelligence who's doing very well. 
and he can use direct, the direct message function in order to be able to identify where people are. So if you're American Express, they can see that you're in Guadalajara. David, can I just switch one for one moment? And talk go, about you go wherever you want. Please. Of research that we're getting. Thank you. Now we're beginning to get this research, and these are scary times. Fisker, Morgan Stanley, which is Lenny Bruce. First, oh, I'm sorry, Adam Jones. First quarter in line, reservation strong, more capital needed to ramp. Who's going to give them more capital after they've been annihilated? People who like it. It'll be like it'll be like you Twitter. Know, it's. I mean, it, it may be more expensive capital, but it, it, it still seems like there's an opportunity to raise capital. But we're kind of at the end of that phase. We are. Especially with the Fed making so that you can earn 3% doing nothing. We are, but look at Carvana. They raised a nice amount of capital from Apollo and Aries. Now, it costs them, what, 10% or more on the coupon. Okay, you, you mentioned Carvana. You can raise it, though. David, you did not talk about the proverbial... I hate it when people talk about the canary in the coal mine. Tell me. But the... When you have to raise, when you have to pay get pay ten percent, uh, that's a lot. You have to sell a lot of cars. And how'd you do it? Hey, by the way, how'd you do on the equity offering? Did you see they did a, a deal at eighty? Let's see how you. Let's see. Oh my, it's at fifty-five. I guess you didn't do that well on that equity deal. No. But that's okay because the family took down a huge amount. Uh, yeah, there's another look at Carvana. That well, is look just at not, that. That is not going that right. Do you think that that's, right. pro- no, that's, if you were in Carvana, suboptimal. how do you feel right that is, now? That's suboptimal. How about Snowflake, like which say. is just Sorry. a great company? Yeah. Right, Snowflake, a fabulous company. It's interesting because Snowflake. Snowflake's multiple now? So when we, I, you know, when I think about the period of, what was it, a year, year and a half ago, where it was trading at what, 40 times revenues? What's, what's Snowflake now? Well, it's, it's not. Well, I may be wrong in that, not, but. It's it, not inexpensive. It's still not inexpensive. No, it's still not inexpensive. Because it really was, in many ways, sort of the poster child for the yeah, great growth stocks. Because Frank Slim is right, a money winner. Run by a guy who you love, who's, a, who's I, I great do love at executing. Him. They've um, got $1.2 billion in revenue. David, so here's, what, here's why people like Snowflake. It was endlessly here's, confident. They're supposed to earn $1.2 billion in sales. I'm sorry, not earn. They $1.2 billion in sales. Yep. Then next year, two billion in sales, yep. and then the year after, three billion in sales. Okay. If that projection is right, then you should be buying Snowflake. You, you should be buying it, David. You might want to pick some up. Well, I, as we know, I can't do that. No, I'm we just can't saying, own individual stocks. But I'm you're say, talking in the proverbial we, yes. I just find, I mean, yesterday I was speaking to Ed Breen. I don't know if you, Ed. Ed, Ed is a proven runs money DuPont maker. still, yes. Okay, so Ed has sold some assets. Brought in some other assets every time, raised the multiple, has $11 billion left, doesn't like the P.E. multiple where it is, is going to buy back stock, and it's down to 67 from 86. And no one wants it at 19 times earnings. And we keep hearing, oh, the market's so expensive, and it's, like, really dangerous. 19 times earnings with a CEO, proven CEO, who's made you money time after time. I'd say bet with Breed. And you do that. You bet with CEOs. You're a believer that ultimately they oh, will prevail you, when you I'm, have confidence in I'm them. betting with Howard at Starbucks, even though I like KJ. I would bet with Howard. Well, you are? I, th- I thought you were not that happy no, with I Howard. No, I was unhappy the way they threw KJ out of the bus, Kevin Johnson. He wasn't mentioned in the comments call. He, he did a pretty good job. It, okay. You need digital. But, but that doesn't mean that you don't think that... that Schultz is going to be able to okay. create some value. Let's say there. China comes to its senses and decides that instead of having four people hospitalized because of, of Omicron, they let people go out. 
Okay, that seems very much unclear right now that that but would be the case. But let's say they come to their senses and decide not to wreck their own up. country Stocks up because they want to use BioNTech, which is from the West, by the way, Chinese, not even from us. You want to be in Starbucks because it goes right to 100. Stocks up, yeah. So the, the optionality is down 5 plus 20. Mm-hmm. With Howard saying, look, I'm really back and I'm going to fix it and we're going to stop it with the unions because they don't know what they're doing, basically. It was an amazing conference call. Amazing. And I felt like if China comes back, a 12% comp in the U.S., if China comes back, maybe it goes 8 9 next thing you know, you have a $100 stock like that. In the meantime, you get a 2.4% yield. It's a very good way to potentially play a China reopening. Well, that, that's there is no right. sign yet Better that that is China. the case. The way, in fact, young, it may go the other way. Regular you can young, have even more lockdowns. Well, I, I think if you listen to the, like Dr. Topo, he'll say you can't contain it. Novel virus. Can't but the be Chinese contained. are not listening to Dr. Topol. They're not listening to me either. No, they're not. But I do know this: they have BioNTech. They have the ability to end this madness. One day, they're going to say, "All right, we're going to use BioNTech. Everybody back to work." The mRNA. Yeah. Yeah. And they have um, David. Your pills work. Not uh, perfectly. Well, Paxlovid, and then uh, not perfect, it's not only here anymore, but it's it's still good enough. Right, so Paxlovid has you know, it's got more market share, and it's got uh, obviously higher effectiveness, but some drug interaction. Molnupiravir also works. You're right. The antivirals, we don't talk about them that much. They work. Yeah. Well, they have billions. They're good to have. Six million of them. And they're, they're good to have. And by the way, and unfortunately, because this thing is never going away, and it's moved into the animal population, the white-tailed deers, the minks, you never know if it's going to come back. You want to have these things on hand. You want to have them around. I, I just think the market's trying to the find antivirus. a level. That, you know, All right, where's the level, Jim? What's the level going to be? You want to give me your best invitation to David Costin? Down 50% from yesterday. Seems like a level people come in. Okay. All right. We're still oversold. Um, Nothing. Fi- finally, for me, you know, because I did interview yeah, Mark Rowan uh, earlier Apple. this, I think that was earlier this week. It was Monday. Yeah, he liked Carvana. You see, uh, you see Apollo shares up 3%, uh, APO. He put himself um, very adjusted well. Adjusted net income, $915 million, $915 million. It's buck fifty to a share. Um, and obviously, they talk about the recurring nature of their fee base. Uh, that's the wrong, that's the wrong one, sorry. There it is. Same one. It changed from Agilent to Apollo. Did you see that? That was weird. But okay, so KKR. We probably haven't Great looked company, at that stock right? in so long. But wait, F- a fee-related income, uh, 310 million, 52 cents a share. Uh, strong, strong quarter. AUM uh, up to 513 billion, 31 billion of inflows at Apollo. Uh, I have these guys on my mind in part because all these alternative asset managers, many of them were, were my guests. All right, so company. here's what the market likes. It likes Eaton. Okay. It likes Emerson. Okay. It likes Illinois Tool Works. That sounds good to me. Real companies, major real companies that have adjusted. Some of them are involved with electrification of batteries. Others are splitting up in order to create value, Emerson. Uh, these are real companies that have real multiples, which tend to be 19 times earnings, that return capital, have a decent dividend. That's what people want. And they don't use adjusted gap. I saw, I will not mention this, but I saw an adjusted gap today that did not include rent. Well, yeah, rent doesn't really figure well, out what you do. I guess because people don't work at the office. David, there are, there's accounting things going on right now. I, I, wanted to, well, I, I like brought Gary, it up yesterday. I like Gary Gensler very much, but he is so busy trying to figure out what the Chinese companies are really earning. But we have companies in our country that, that gap, if you do non-gap, David, they're basically not including like uniforms if they're a restaurant. Uh, it's a very good point and an important one, and one that we'll try and 
we'll try and uh, stay close to. Uh, all right, let's get to Bob Bassani now as well, sort of get a look uh, at what else is going on in this market this morning. Bob. Well, what's going on, David, is we're giving back a significant part of yesterday's gains. Tech in particular, very weak. Uh, Microsoft's weighing on the Dow. Apple's weighing on the Dow. But so are the banks, Goldman, uh, uh, significant weight, Honeywell as well. Take a look at the sectors. Uh, Kathy Wood Art Fund, uh, notably on the downside uh, this morning as well. Uh, and energy, you know, oil's at 110 right now. And energy is flat to down today. That's interesting. Materials weak, as I mentioned, uh, tech notable to the downside. Uh, we've been talking about these incredible travel numbers. I know Jim mentioned booking holdings. I just want to underline something. It's the trend that matters. April uh, bookings for room nights up 10% compared to April 2019, not April 2021. You don't want to do 2021. April 2019 was the peak. It's up 10% compared to that number. That's how strong these numbers are. I know Jim referenced that, but very important to understand the strength of this. As for where we go from here, there's just enormous debates overnight about what's next for stocks and the slight curveball, I think, that Mr. Powell threw to the market here. Uh, I, I think the key point here is Powell may have taken 75 basis points off the table, but he's not taking inflation off the table. So sustained inflation is the issue. It's going to erode profit margins. The question is, how sustained is it at this point? Multiple contraction is what's happened this year. We've gone from 22, 23 forward to 18 to 19 forward numbers. Is that enough? Will earnings estimates start coming down? That's the other key story here. Remember, Powell might be able to talk about a softest landing. You might be able to get Treasury rates down. That will keep the multiple from declining more, but the other major component is earnings. So look at what's happened to the S&P 500 this year. How do you get to down 13, 14% like we had on Monday this week? You have a dividend of 1.5% this year. Earnings growth is still there. It's still positive, believe it or not. Three to four percent. It's the multiple that has contracted at this point. The multiple is how much you're willing to pay for the future stream of earnings. That's the speculative component of the market. It's determined by the direction of interest rates and expectations on the economy. And that's why the S&P was down 13, 14 percent on Monday because of multiple contraction. Now the issue is whether we start seeing earnings estimates come down. They are slightly, but I've been quite surprised at how strong these estimates remain for 2022. We'll keep an eye on that. Finally, Kathy Wood yesterday making comments about indexing, surprisingly, saying that people who are engaged in indexing are misallocating capital. Very strange comment for her to make. I know she's an active manager, but the track record is not good for active managers. We have been going over this for many, many years. Uh, S&P, Dow Jones Indices, does a big study every year. One just came out in February. We reported on this. Uh, 79% of active managers in 2021 underperformed their benchmarks. 79%. And when you include 10 years of active managers, 86% underperform their benchmarks. Why? Because many active managers are terrible. The funds close and they lose money. They charge very high fees that eat into the overall return. This is one of Jack Bogle's main uh, comments when he ran Vanguard about the high fees for active management. So when you account, David, for the high fees uh, as well as the poor stock picking and the difficulty of actually stock picking correctly year after year, that's why active management consistently underperforms. And David, you know this as well as I do. This has been studied academically for decades now. A little bit of a strange comment there from Kathy yesterday. Back to you, David. Yeah, and you've been following it so closely for so many years. It's always the same story, unfortunately. Peter Lynch speeches, written Bloomberg. Peter Lynch is uh, saying, enough of this. Dan, 
Will Danoff has beaten averages for years. A couple other managers have beaten averages for years. I know that Curry Firestone beat Matt. Beat, uh, the there are some who do it. And these are just very, yeah. very good Warren managers. Warren Buffett's I've done a pretty Danoff good job at it, from too. My IRA. Long I could show you what Will Danoff made for my kids for the uniform gift to minors, but then they know how much money they have and wreck everything. Ah, I don't want that. All right, I'm going to give you a bond report now, so stay tuned here, Jim. I want There's a quiz after this. Uh, let's take a look at how treasures are faring this morning. There are. There it is. Yields. Tenure is above three. Uh, well, that's uh, it. Okay. And go home. We don't have to do anything. Mark us down. Don't go home. We'll be it's right hush. Back. It's like Swedish. Or say it home. There are the markets. Uh, you can see the NASDAQ is uh, down 2.2%. Amazon, for example, on a lot of this e-commerce weakness, but certainly one of the mega caps is down 4.2%. We're back right after this. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I've got Pioneer on tonight. That's a company that just keeps making money. Why? Because it's in the oil business. Now we have to talk to Harley because it looks like that Shopify's got a little, little nick there. And David, I'm leaving here right now to go to my uh, conference call for the people who are members of the CBC Investing Club. You can still join. Do uh, click on the link in my Jim Kramer. I am going to have an explosive story from the old days. And I will also talk about nothing but the tenure. No, I always make it exciting. And it's more exciting. It's a little more like the old days. It's not as staged, meaning you'll you never, never know. know. You never what know comes what you're going to get. And I didn't take any medication today. Uh oh, really? Yes, yeah, so who knows? As opposed to most days. <laughs> All right. Shopify shares, by the way, down 17.4%. I'm looking oh forward God. to hearing from Harley. That he oh, tells a good Jesus. news story. Harley always tells a good oh news story. God, Not good news for the markets, at least if you're long. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career, so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.